Online feuds are very common on social media. Catfishing on social media is also very common, and not just in the online dating world, unfortunately. But involving your parents in your online drama, then catfishing them to kill someone who's just trying to avoid you, and thus leaving a small child an orphan, is a whole other level of manipulation. This is the case of Janelle Lee Potter, and this is Murder Me on Monday. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Murder Me Monday podcast. I am Cameron, and joined with me is Mother. Hello. How are you? I haven't seen you all weekend. You've been out and about gallivanting. Yeah, I'm right. I'm tired. Yeah, no. So I, I don't know how much I'll talk in this one, but I've, from what I've read, I'm already confused. And from what you said, I'm confused. So I have questions, and there are people here that have the same name, which is, yeah. I have really tried to simplify this. I've left a lot of people's names out of it. This is another reason why I only used first names. This is something that I've done since day one, because I think by using people's surnames, you, um, they sort of become an entity rather than you can't actually relate to who the person is, if that sort of makes sense. Whenever you tell me a story, I always envision certain stuff in my head. Yes. Within real life experiences I've had yes. if you say someone's walking down the street and they got hit by a car you know you know when that guy killed a neighbor killed someone that went out to help and then ended up killing his mom as well that crashed the car and the police there's only like two policemen in, in the entire town yeah I picked that on the street that we lived on hitting on that post that we lived by forming the image in my head of what you said yeah and, you and, have to find it relatable yeah yeah to something that you perhaps can but it doesn't make it easy when people have the same name no and that's bad as it was I used to be really bad at it I, I used to have to pause in between the podcast. Like, who, who the fuck is this? Who's died? I don't actually know anymore. Uh, well, I, I do try. It's very convoluted. And there's so many actual restraining orders and names flying. I'll try and keep it simple. So let's start with some background on the main players in this. Marvin Potter, known as Buddy. He's Janelle's dad. Born, I believe, around 1956. Apparently joined the US Marines at 18 years old and claimed to have worked for the CIA during the Vietnam War, which was 1955 to 1975. Interestingly enough, there is a claim out there he was prosecuted in 2004 for lying about his service and wore medals he hadn't been awarded and posed as a veteran to give lectures to children. It's like imposing as a police officer. Yes. It's not illegal to do, it's only if you get a benefit from it. If you dress up as one... Say you are one that's different than if you try to do something that only a police officer can do, and it's the same with stolen valor. If you're, which is what it's called when someone pretends to be someone that served and they've got X, Y, Z different medals yes. on them, and they're yes. like, "Oh, I get discounts." Blah blah blah. It's probably the same as that, but you have you have to be trying to get something from it and exploit something you shouldn't be able to. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to dress up one for Halloween. Dress up as one for Halloween, would you? No, this is true, but this made me think. Ah, ah, that maybe explains something about the mentality about the whole family. So he married someone called Barbara, but he had a back injury around the time his first daughter, Christine, came along. He was apparently injured while building some high-tension electric poles and had fallen 70 foot, and he was unable to work. I mean, if he did, that'll do it. Well, If that happened, that'll do it. Surviving would have been miraculous at 70 foot, to be truthful. But eventually, Janelle was born in 1981. They lived in Pennsylvania. 
and Janelle was said to have had some medical issues such as diabetes and possibly some learning difficulties, although her elder sister Christine didn't think they were anywhere near as bad as her and her parents made out. She'd had a lot of hearing problems when she was small and said to have had operations to put in what sounded to me like grommets. She said pipes, and I'm thinking, it's grommets, so glue ear as we know it. Janelle managed to graduate from school and could read and write, but her parents coddled her so much she'd never had a job and had never learned to drive. 2004, the family moved to Mountain City in Tennessee. City is a misnomer, really, as it's tiny, only just over 2,500 residents. Everyone knows everyone's business. Barbara's mother lived there, so there were some family links. And Barbara got a job at Hewlett Packard, doing what I don't know, it's never been revealed. Isn't it HP, the computer company? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but she could have been anything from an invoice card to a sweeper. Yeah. Yeah. Janelle is around 23 at this time. And her parents are so protective, she wasn't allowed to socialise, go anywhere or do anything really. So she turned to social media when it became more widely available. MySpace comes along in 2003, followed by Facebook, which is made accessible to the public in 2006, with a currently estimated number of users at nearly 2 billion. Although it tends to be at the over 40s are the predominant users these days. It's a boomer platform. There's really old bad memes get sent about. Well, I haven't been that's, on that's it. That's basically what Facebook is now. Yeah, I was on it for a hot 15 minutes about 15 years ago and that was it. Or a dumping ground for Instagram images that also automatically get posted to Instagram. That's it. A lot of companies use it for their business rather than paying for a website hosting. And if I want to contact a company and they only use Facebook, I go elsewhere. Put you off, yeah. Yeah. So Janelle lived her life online. She had no real other option due to her parents. Yeah, because her, her parents have basically made her insular and disabled. There's a movie called Run that was made in 2020. Okay. It's a teenager that is seemingly disabled from the, the waist down. They can't walk in a wheelchair. Her mother needs to do everything for her. Long story short, spoiler, her mother's poisoning her to keep her disabled. So, yeah. that, so she's, it's like... Um, by, by proxy. Yeah, you're talking Munchausen by proxy, but it was actually now called factitious disorder. But it, it, it's oh. a, it, I, I think her husband died in a car accident or whatever, so she said, well, the only thing I've got is my daughter, so I have to keep my daughter around. Yeah. She doesn't let her like, um, collect her post or the mail, doesn't let her go out. Yeah. Every single thing she does for her, um, just to keep her disabled, she finds out in the end. This is what's happening here. It's almost like that. You, you can't go out because you're disabled. You don't have any freedom. Because you can't drive, you can't do anything. So you have to stay in a home. You can't get a job. So what do you do? The only thing you've got in your entire life is your family. She could have gotten a job. She was perfectly uh, capable of doing it. She, she was in theory, but would her parents have allowed her to? No, I doubt that. Or mm. they would have made a problem of them. They could have turned up to where she works and made a problem. So then she gets sacked. So then she can't do it. And then why would she do it again? Well, we don't know because it didn't happen. Um, it, all of this wasn't really a problem for Janelle. Um, until someone with the absolute best of intentions decided to befriend her in real life. Now, Janelle would go to her local pharmacy regularly to collect her medications, so she was allowed out and she was allowed to do some things for herself. And one day, a clerk there called Tracy, who had seen Janelle a number of times, decided to be nice and chat to her as she felt that Janelle was lonely. This led to the swapping of telephone numbers. 
probably a house phone as Janelle wasn't allowed a mobile. And Tracy wanted to help widen Janelle's world. You know that insular thing that I was saying before? Yeah. 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 So it wasn't easy for her. Buddy and Barbara wanted to meet Tracy and give their approval as a suitable friend for their by now 28-year-old daughter. It's not a boyfriend and you're not 15. Exactly. She had to be screened twice by them before Janelle was allowed to go out with Tracy to do things such as barbecues and hitchhiking or even rock climbing events. They were all with Tracy's families and friends. It was a small community. It was, you know, it, it would have been good. For any, I want, I want to say normal parent, but any non-controlling parent would have been, this has got to be a good thing for her. I don't think you need to be worried about prejudice of saying the word normal. But you know what I mean. If, if you say a disabled person and then a normal person, that's then prejudice and kind of kind of fucky to say about the disabled person. But in this instance, what that parent is doing isn't normal and you can say that. And they don't have any features of them that are inherently victimizing to then say something in a pejorative by saying the word normal. You can say that. What they're doing is fucky. Well, Tracy had quite a few family and friends. So introducing the rather imposing six-foot Janelle would have been part of who she was. Janelle meets Tracy's brother, Billy, and her cousin, Jamie, which is male, even though it's spelt J-A-M-I-E, he's a male. Jamie liked Janelle, but she only had eyes for Billy. Billy is friendly, like his sister, and accepts Janelle's friend request on Facebook and even goes as far as to like a couple of her photographs. Bad move. To Janelle, that almost means he's secretly in love with her. And only if he would come around to declare it and dump his pesky girlfriend, Billie Jean, they could live happily after after, no doubt with Buddy and Barbara. Jamie wasn't one to give up, however. He knew Buddy and Barbara and would come round to the house to fix frequent issues that they had with their computers. And it occurred to me that it could have been Janelle doing it on purpose. Little idea. As any attention was good attention for her. And Jamie even gives Janelle a mobile so they could talk privately without it being monitored by Buddy and Barbara. Until Barbara finds the hidden mobile phone and texts Jamie to say she's found it and to stop it. But he goes and buys another phone and tells Janelle to hide it in the garden so they can still chat. Then that attention isn't enough for Janelle. She starts creating situations. 2009, Janelle filed for restraining orders against two women, claiming that they had stalked her for more than a year. In one instance, Janelle said that one of the stalkers had removed her from a section on her MySpace profile for her favourite people. She's in her late 20s and she's, yeah. So Janelle's petition included allegations that she was called names by one of the women during a telephone conversation. She also said that she'd had to hide in a store at the local mall after seeing one of the women walk by with her fist raised in the air. August 2010, another woman sought a restraining order against Janelle, saying that Janelle had harassed her for months. On one occasion, the woman said that Janelle and Barbara 
had entered into the woman's home, yelled at her and made as if to punch her. 2011, a woman, apparently a relative, so possibly her sister, applied for an order of protection against her in May, claiming that Janelle and a man repeatedly called her over several months because I took her off my Facebook. Another woman who had never met Janelle in real life had exactly the same problem. The police said that they would get complaints from Buddy and Barbara because people had blocked Janelle on their social media and if people ran into them about town, they would abuse them in public for doing so. Janelle told her parents people were threatening to sexually assault her and that they were making constant prank phone calls and they were driving past the house to intimidate her and they were jealous of her because she was too pretty. I want to confirm this just so I understand because it's it sounds crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Are they claiming they're a victim of essentially brought down to a, a abuse of some sort, whether verbal, physical, whatever, because someone's removed them from their Facebook? And Correct. That, and then are they saying that because Janelle's been removed from person A, for example, that then person A is then abusing Janelle verbally yes. when they see them outside? Yes. But didn't you then say that, that Janelle and Barbara had gone into someone's house and started yes. shouting? So is that ha- is what happened because that was the restraining order put on them? No, the restraining orders were all, both sides were not allowed. It was basically, I think the court thought, you lot grow up, stop it. But Janelle and her mother went into a woman's house to have a go at her because she'd removed her from her Facebook. But imagine trying to rationalise that to someone. I know. As, as a legitimate complaint, you're going to raise a problem because you removed me from my Facebook. I, I remove people from my social media all the time just because if they post something and it annoys me, I'm like, I don't want to see that anymore, so I just remove them. That's the normal reaction. You wouldn't then expect someone to... You wouldn't abuse someone for posting something you didn't like. It's just easier. I'm not going to see your stuff anymore. If they're a close friend and they remove you, my instinct would be they've deleted their social media. I wouldn't, I wouldn't certainly think, oh, Billy's not following... Oh, Billy's a bad time because people in this called Billy. Oh, Fred removed me. That must mean they hate me. I just will end. Who, yeah, who actually cares? I, I know she's weirdly mentally ill and chronically online. So, but her parents? They're. I mean, if if they've created an environment and nurturing the behaviour of Janelle, then they have to be the same way. Oh yeah, they are. Otherwise, obviously they are because they're not even enabling it. They're going along with it. Oh, it gets worse. I, I know it does. It's true. Grand podcast. No one's dead yet. It definitely gets worse. I I just don't, I just don't get that. No. I'm not one of the people that says, what do you mean you're receiving cyber abuse? Just close the computer, lol. That's not what happens. That does, people do get cyber yeah. bullied and, and genuine cyber abuse. That abuse, drives. yeah. But this isn't that. Some remove you from your Facebook and your actions would lead you to be removed from someone's Facebook yes. because you're mental. Yes. So Billy, the chap, and Billy Jean, the girlfriend, which was supposedly at the time originally Janelle's friend and Tracy's brother, yeah, they announced that they were having a baby. Now, in Mountain City... Does Janelle claim that it's her baby when they stole it? No. Okay. No. I, th- I thought they might have done. I wouldn't have been surprised if that had been one of the... Does she pretend I, she's pregnant? No, not okay. as far as... Well. I've got to admit, the I got my hands on all the appeal transcript of all, all of this. And there were pages and pages and pages of Facebook posts and my eyes just glazed over after reading about just three or four of these because it was such juvenile shit. I just thought, I, I cannot believe you're insane. It's, this is not normal behaviour, not for an adult, for 
kids at school, this is what kids at school do because... They're kids. They're kids, but yeah. So This bitch 30, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Mountain City, there is a website called Topics. I don't know what that is. It's, I suppose it's a bit like Next Door Neighbour or whatever. But there was a page for the city on there. And a new poster appeared by the name of Matt, who Janelle had connected with on Facebook and she'd had him marked as her brother. She didn't have one, but I know from you guys, you and your sibling, that was something you used to do back in the day. You used to call someone my brother or my sister, even though they weren't related what, to you. What do you mean on Facebook or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. If they're a close mate or whatever. I mean, that's something that we did in like our little communities at school was you do that just because they're a friend. And they're but a close you've friend. just said that at school. Yeah, because I would have been 14. Yeah. So this Matt started leaving strange comments about Billy, sorry, Billy Jean and two of her friends. They claimed, or Matt claimed, that Billie Jean and her friends were drug dealers and were HIV positive, amongst other things. But when anybody came onto that website and said anything negative about Janelle, this Matt was quick to support her. He was not her only support on the site, though, because someone called Rose was there as well, stating that Janelle was beautiful. What that had to do with the price of cheese, I don't know, but she did. Matt also said that he hoped Billie Jean and the baby would die. The comments stated that they hoped Billie Jean's child would die was the last straw. Pretty much anybody who'd been friends with Janelle on Facebook then blocked her. Wait, uh, Janelle said that? No, it was Janelle's friend, Matt, who everybody could see from her Facebook. She was connected to yeah. this guy. And he said that he hoped that Billie Jean and the baby would die. And people just knowing what a drama but Janelle always was, they're like, she's behind all of this. And they just, everybody just dumped okay. her. Beca because otherwise then she's getting blamed for something that a friend's done and you can't be uh, guilty by association just knowing someone that's doing something crazy. But like you said, everyone knows it's her. Yeah. So enter stage left. Chris, a new player in this shit show. Chris contacted Jamie and Barbara via email. Janelle's boyfriend, who wasn't her boyfriend because she wasn't allowed to have one, and her mother. Chris stated he was an old high school friend of Janelle's and was monitoring her online bullying or the bullying she was in receipt of. His job, he stated, was to support and protect his friend. Barbara, he told, he was so concerned for the whole family's safety, as he said, Billy was a killer. Barbara got so close to him via email, Chris was sending photographs of him and sharing details about his life, like the fact he was a widower who loved dogs, just like Janelle did, loving the dogs, not the widower part that Barbara eventually started referring to him as son and signing off the emails, mom. And to Jamie, this Chris said he believed Janelle was suicidal and she needed support from him. These emails went on for over a year. And in that time, Billy and Billy Jean had a healthy child and lived together at Billy's family home. Chris stated that he would like to kill Billy and Billie Jean as they were going to sexually assault Janelle and chop off her head. But he couldn't do it 
due to work commitments. Oh, that's anything stopping you, bro. I mean, I guess you got to not do it. Mm. Apparently as well, he was a CIA agent. Who's got all the time in the world to be sending a 60-year-old woman emails constantly and wishing death upon two people that don't actually seem to know that Janelle exists at this point. It's it's really strange. You're you're kind of this this is this is a complete tangent. You're kind of guilty of this. So I'll send you a text with it has like a tiny indicator, like a smiley face at the end, and you're like, sure, full stop. And I'm like I'm like, <laughs> oh, she's I'm, and that's like, what's wrong? Because that's not usually when you communicate by text, you usually include a tone indicator, like a lol or a, an emoji or something, just to indicate tone, so no someone's not annoyed. This is this whole little ecosystem, environment, weird storyline that's unraveling in one corner with Janelle and the weird boyfriend and the parents and this, what's his name? Matt? What is it? No, that was the guy that was on this weird Tipex website. Yeah, Topex, yeah. But what, yeah who's who's Chris, the guy? Chris. Chris. Chris, the CIA. Yeah, you, Chris. you got these nine little inbred fuckers in the corner that are doing this weird thing. They're creating up this awful story about Billy and Billy that they've done awful stuff. They're Satanists. They're, their kid's going to get sold to Al-Qaeda, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Billy and Billy probably don't know what's going on. They're over here living their life thinking, oh, it's whatever. They've they've probably had a few interactions with Janelle and whatever. They don't know what's going on. But but apparently it's like World War 73 in the corner over here. And and I just don't understand it. Why have they picked on these two random people? Well, it... And I haven't even mentioned how weird it is to be called Billy and Billy dating each other. It's Billy Jean. It's not, it's Billy. It's Billy... Comma Gene, it's Billy and Billy. I think that's kind of like if someone's like, "Oh, Billy," who's gonna respond to it? Yeah, <laughs> I I can have it because I'm called Cameron. Yeah, I could I could conceivably date a woman called Cameron. That yes. happens. Yes, but even then, that's I'm just like, huh? I don't care. That it's just someone's name. But it's kind of like it's one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a quirk. Well, after Chris came out with this that he wanted to kill him but he couldn't do it this cia operative that definitely yeah. shouldn't be allowed to say anything like that yeah. and those things are probably monitored by some form of internal affair carry on well barbara said she wasn't to kill her but she would if she had to she did however have another plan buddy being an ex-marine with a record of being a sharpshooter and they had a lot of guns so she'd set this all up 21st of February 2012, a neighbour found Billy, aged 36, lying on his bed with a bullet wound to the face and his throat cut. In the next room, Billy Jean, aged 23, was discovered dead with a bullet wound to her head, still holding her seven-month-old child who was covered in his mother's congealed blood but otherwise unharmed. They were also both beaten black and blue, which shows rage to me, doesn't it? It's discovered they were killed on the previous day. The police found no physical evidence at the crime scene. But they just left the baby? Yes, didn't touch the baby. Seemingly alive and his mother's congealed blood. That, that's, just, that's the start of Dexter. Yes. And they were... Okay, we don't know who did it. I'm not going to spoil anything. Cause we definitely don't know. It's not like you've been building up a story until now. We don't know who did it. But uh, they're probably doing it under the, the, the pretense of the baby's safety because they think it's going to be sexually assaulted, didn't they? Even no. some of the, even some of them wish that it would um, die. It die yeah. But they also thought, well, they got they want to kill them because the the child's going to be abused. No, not the child. Janelle was going to be abused by Billy and Billy Jean. The oh, child okay. is completely. Uh, okay, so so 
in this instance, is the child now guilty of the sins of the father and stuff? Apparently, that's what it sounds like now. Well, if that had been the case, they would have killed the child, but they didn't, which is the one saving grace in all of yeah. this. Yeah. So the town being such a, well, the city being such a tiny place, the police knew all about this hoo-ha that had been going on. So they turned their attention to 60-year-old Buddy and 61-year-old Barbara, and Janelle, then aged 31. They knew also that Jamie had fallen out with his cousin, which was Billy and their, the former friend Tracy, you know, due to the Potter family. So they decided to talk to Jamie first. He takes a lie detector test and fails abysmally. He then asks the detectives, is the CIA here? They are baffled why the USA Foreign Intelligence Service would be involved and said that to Jamie. And he probably realised that he'd been had at this point and he decides to come clean. It's like a light switch went off. He admitted to shooting Billy and Billie Jean with Buddy after they were encouraged to do so by CIA Chris, who said Janelle's life was in danger. The police are like, what the hell? So they start investigating. A week later, Buddy and Jamie are charged with the murders and the police do a full search of Buddy and Barbara's house. They find a veritable arsenal of different types of guns and knives, far too many to mention, as well as ripped up pictures of Billie Jean and Billy printed from their Facebook pages. Many had the words like bitch scrawled across them. In the back of Buddy's truck, police found a bag of shredded emails, which they got some poor bugger taping them all back up to actually make sense of them. The dates of the paperwork were from March the 12th, 2011 through to January the 25th, 2012. So about 10 months. The messages appeared to be between Barbara and Chris. Many of the messages referenced attempts to obtain a CIA identification for Buddy. They seized the family's computers and found hundreds more messages between Barbara, Jamie and this CIA agent called Chris. They found nothing from Buddy because Buddy didn't even know how to use a computer. So he's not actually involved in this part of it. All the emails are flying between this lot. So when the DA gets his hands on the file, he immediately sees what the de detectives had seen. Chris seemed so fixated on Janelle, kept referencing how sweet and pretty and kind she was. His emails were full of spelling mistakes and grammatical errors, the same kind that Janelle herself would often make. Most damning of all, Chris's emails were sent from the same IP address as the Potter's home computer. In August 2013, police arrest Janelle and Barbara. In October of 2013, Buddy, who had steadfastly denied any knowledge of the murders, was found guilty and sentenced to two life sentences. It didn't really help his case as, yet again, the police had recordings of prison telephone calls between Buddy and Barbara. Why don't people know that they're recorded? Doesn't it even There's say... There's a bloody great notice up there. I think it even says these will be used for yeah. training and quality purposes, almost. Yeah. yeah. 
So Buddy tells Barbara that he was involved in the murders. And he did it. And he told her he did it because of what they, in inverted commas, tried to do to Barbara and Janelle. And he said that he didn't want Barbara to be afraid no more. Barbara responded that he couldn't have committed the crimes because she saw him sitting there at home during the time of the murders. Buddy told Barbara, I love you. I did it to protect you. Barbara said to Buddy, I, l I know you're not guilty because you, you were here. You have to say that. You were here. I saw you. Legally, is it different if a partner says they, was, they were with them at the time? Is, it, is that alibi different than if... It's looked at more suspicion and she couldn't be forced to testify against him because that's spousal privilege. Yeah. But it's actually looked at with more suspicion if a spouse says, no, he was sat there. And the police have got evidence he was 50 miles away blowing someone's head off. So you, you're not always going to believe them. Jamie, being a bit brighter than the rest of them, he testified against oh, Buddy. Is he? Well, marginally. If he's got six brain cells and they've got four and a half combined. Yeah. Well, he testified against Buddy and he managed to get himself a deal because he did that. And he managed to get 25 years in prison. So Buddy's got two life sentences, which were concurrent, not consecutive. So he can't get out. And Jamie's got 25 years. They actually didn't have a lot of evidence to convict him. They never found a gun or a knife. And if he'd have kept his mouth shut, that he might have gotten away with it. But successfully convicted Barbara and Janelle of first-degree murder when they'd not even been present at the crime scene and were also proclaiming their innocence would be a whole lot harder. The state's evidence hinged on all those emails and whether or not Chris really existed. Is it akin to giving them the loaded gun and be like, oh, I didn't do it? Yeah. It's, it's the same thing with the, um, is it the RICO Act? That's the, that's how they call, um... It's, it's how you catch kingpins. Yes. Because there's so many layers removed yeah. that you can't actually catch them, but you can based on, you can like turn like smaller people into the... Yeah, into the bigger case. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, how will you ever catch them? The same thing with this. She's handed them the loaded gun and be like, I'll point it at those two people. Kind of. Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong there. Because I'm in danger, but I don't know anything about this because it's other CIA man. Well, I've just let my dad go to prison for it and my boyfriend to go to prison for it. So it wasn't me. It was them. Surprisingly enough, the detectives managed to turn up a man called Chris, who was a police officer from Delaware, who had gone to school with Janelle. So they think he, she basically transposed what he turned into, but added the CIA link in. So, oh, so she almost tried to not steal his identity in the traditional sense, but she stole his background story. Kind of, in yeah. Like, in like a character sheet when they're trying to create him in a video game. Yes. Yeah, that she's like, I copy paste and yeah. then add in my little my little dash of spice. Yeah. So one of the, he was one of the more popular kids at school and he just had very vague memories. Of Is that know. why she tried to say why, oh, he was, she's, she's such pretty, a sweet, pretty yeah. girl. Yeah. She's not six foot and scary. Yeah. Yep. It turned out as well that Janelle had stolen his Facebook pictures and had been sending them to her mother while pretending to be Chris, the CIA. Did the mother not realise that when she had sent off an email, like, clicky, clicky, click, send, and then in the corner, you'd like, <laughs> and then clicky, clicky, click, send, and then suddenly this CIA guy would actually send it? No. She didn't. Uh, like, come on. I know, I know, I know. So this is where it got quite interesting. Janelle's defence attorney told the court that Janelle Potter operates on the level of an eight- or nine-year-old. 
She may be on a fourth grade level, but she has a PhD in manipulation, the prosecutor said. To this day, Janelle sticks to her story and said that Chris used her IP address to protect his identity. I was going to say that. He's a CIA, bro. He just used her IP address. He just just put the dot one, two, three in a different place. She said, I emailed him through my email and I said, you know, how do you get my screen name and password? I changed my password lots of times. I've done everything. Nothing ever showed up in my sent box. Mm. So after a six-day trial, Janelle and her mother were found guilty on all counts. And in July of 2015, they were sentenced to life in prison. They all appealed, all three of them, and they were all denied. And I've linked this in the show notes. And they say they're fascinating to read as they go into this absolute drama on Facebook. And it's, it's, it's exhausting. I stopped after a while because... I'm like, you're full... It's almost like you just don't care, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, you're on a background and story for the motivation to why she's done this and created this narrative. But you you don't care because it's Facebook drama and it's not even real drama. They've just unfriended you or they beat your high score in Candy Crush. It doesn't mean you've got a bomb under a school. Well, well, which we've done that as well. Well, there is... Some of it. Janelle claimed that one of the people she ended up targeting was because they'd laughed at her when she was in a shop using food stamps. Now, even if that was true, I didn't think food stamps went to families that had someone working because the mother Barbara was. But I guess Janelle could have been entitled to them in her own right as an adult. I don't know. There was also another anecdote in the appeals that when Billie Jean was filling her car with petrol, she had the baby with her. Janelle and her mother were spotted in a car right behind them at the pumps, hanging out the windows and shouting abuse at Billie Jean. And the clerk had to go out and she basically chased them off and calmed Billie Jean down, who was shaking like a leaf. I mean, what grown adults do that? So Mother Barbara loved drama, apparently, always had one on the go in the family. This type is that they call us aggro wherever they go. She fell out with the eldest daughter, who originally didn't move with them to Mountain City, but eventually did to go and live with her grandmother, who was Barbara's mother, and look after her. She was getting on in years and all the rest of it. She gave it up after about 14 months because she was subject to constant abuse from her mother, Barbara, and Janelle. I don't know if they thought they were good, you know, she was stiffing them out of money that was going to come in a will or something. And I can imagine someone like Barbara would have been absolute hell to work with in an office. We've all come across them, haven't we? Buddy, he's a liar, this CIA medals business, but he's an idiot. There was Janelle, no mention of her being tested for IQ. As in Tennessee, it's rejected above an IQ of 70, so she couldn't have been that slow. You can't claim mental retardation if your IQ is above 70 in Tennessee because I did wonder about that. I went and had a look. They also didn't go for the insanity defence. And it's interesting in Tennessee that they have a rule that no expert witness may testify as to whether the defendant was or was not insane. She's just a nasty piece of work. Parents cause this by wrapping her up in cotton wool. But at the time she was an adult and still being treated like a small child. Probably the best of intentions maybe, but to fall for that CIA con is, is beyond stupid. 
said the messages seemed, as you said, Cameron, seemed to be hung up on how pretty sweet and clever she was. And I think it's possibly as well repeating constantly what her parents may have told her and the fact that a lot of the messages were about the sexual assault of Janelle. Again, the parents could have been telling her, this is why we're keeping you safe, because this sort of thing could happen to you if we let you out. It's almost like affirmations, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There are a few documentaries out there, and there's some YouTubes on this, and there's a couple of other older podcasts if you wanted to go deep dive in. It was, it was excruciating to do even this length of an episode because I was just, I wanted to smack my head off the desk. Janelle... Is there something so stupid like Facebook? Who actually cares? I know. Who actually cares? It's Facebook. It's not even school drama because kids wouldn't care about that that much. I was they did probably just call each other gay and then just and just not care anymore. That's what that's what kids would have done. I ask your sibling occasionally to look on Facebook to tell me what drama's gone down in the town when there was a ram raid a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Exactly. And it was, well, what was that all about? Because pe- people will discuss it on Facebook because it's a community-driven thing where we're from XYZ Place. We can then go to XYZ page on Facebook and find it. It's a, yeah. way, it's a way of doing that. But to, I don't know. I just don't get it, man. I, I don't... Uh, how did she manage to convince three three people that this actually existed? What? And this this is a real thing. And then from that, because the mother believed it, theoretically, because... The, the 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 conclusion was that those the two people were killed and the mother was in on it. She knew, mm. but to be in on it and then to also harass her at like a petrol pump. I don't understand how you can have the cognitive dissonance not to realize that. Hang on, are we the baddie? Hang on, they've not seen anything that Billy Jean or Billy has done. Well, it was well known in mm. the area that Billy um, he wasn't a drug dealer per se. He did have medical scripts for drugs and he would occasionally sell off the odd strip of this or the strip of that but he was not a drug dealer yeah there's there's a difference isn't there yeah and he was trying to do the best he could billy jean she was just an innocent you know, and that poor baby janelle will be 80 before she's even considered for parole and buddy and barbara will die behind bars it's highly unlikely Buddy will survive long because during his trial, it was revealed that they had 19 health concerns on his problems list, which included pulmonary heart disease, diabetes, chronic pain syndrome, post-traumatic stress disorder, high blood pressure, neurogenic bladder, which boggled the mind, and he required catheterization seven times a day and severe hearing loss requiring hearing aids, chronic elevated pulse rate, and sleep apnea. And he was on two types of morphine. So How was he alive? Yeah. It was using oxygen at home. And they were trying, the defence also tried to come up with the fact that... He's so frail and feeble he wouldn't be able to do that? No, it was more that... Well, they didn't give him oxygen when he was being questioned... And that could have caused, um, like, hypoxia. So he would have come become confused and confuddled. And he wasn't really responsible. I'm surprised he didn't go for dementia, actually, at this point. Because I don't think he's going to survive in there. He's got so much stuff wrong with him that it's somehow keeping him alive at the same time. Yeah. His weak heart, but really fast heart rate, combined with the morphine, pumping it around everywhere. So it's keeping him numb. So it's helping his chronic pain. Because it's pain, he can feel something. So he's alive. He's been kept alive by just a whole... St- 
cacophony of debuffs at one time. Yeah, well, I sent you a few pictures through of various things. I don't know why, but the mother, Barbara, was at one point wheeled into her court. Well, I think that was probably actually for the sentencing hearing because she's in a wheelchair at that one. So I don't know what... Well, she's old and it might be the... She's only 61. Yeah, but she's not a young 61, is she? No, this is very true. She's not young. 60 isn't 60. No. I know every year being 40 doesn't mean you're 40 anymore. keeps moving. But I think that's just the people that were young and now old still. They have to say that. But I think it might be a Weinstein effect where they're trying to think. Yes. I'm old and frail. Feel guilty for me. If you're an older woman, you'll end up wearing like a, a knitted like blouse and a jumper thing to look like someone's nan. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's mature like, it's like, manipulation. Yeah, it's like an innocence yeah. level. And they might be doing with that. Same thing with her. Yeah. If no, it looks like she's been wheeled in carrying a gun in this picture. <laughs> it's obviously not, but it looks like a gun. I suspect the whole of Mountain City is Man very, literally very rolls in with an 18C Glock just in their hands. I should imagine the whole city's glad that they're, they're no longer in circulation, this lot. They're just... And that is the end of this week's case. And finally, the victims who should not be forgotten. Billy Payne, aged 36. Billy Jean Hayworth, aged 23. What happened to the kid? He has been looked after by extended family and apparently he's doing okay. He was only seven months at the time, so the hope is that he will not suffer from any extended trauma from what he may have seen. Yeah, from the event. Obviously, trauma from... From not having his parents, yes. Yeah, from a, a first-hand account of the event, he won't have the problem, but second-hand, he's going to have to think, oh, yes. my God, my parents were murdered. And then he's going to have a hang-up about that, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So that is the end of I'm this. I'm just fucking shocked, bro, because it's over, it's over Facebook drama. Oh, I don't get it. No. And she's got stupid teeth as well. <laughs> I was wondering if you'd noticed that. She's very gummy. And in the second, in one of the pictures, she looks like people may or may not know this. Frank Junior from Ozark. She looks like him. I've never seen it. You've so. not seen it, but anyone that may have seen it will know what I'm talking about if they see it. Anyway, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you listen to this on Patreon, you're better than everyone else. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Murder Me Monday Podcast and email us at Murder Me Monday Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Peace.